don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Coming to you from a bunker in the Pacific Northwest, this is Mikey. And Carly. And this is the Midnight Picture Show. Hello, fair listeners. Fair listeners, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say it for once. Actually, I think it's like my second time. Yeah. You got it. Um, this week on episode number 14. Yes. The we wa- fourth Friday of October. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I had to do the math really quick in my heads. We watched a little gem <laughs> called Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yep. yep. And I don't know about you, but I think I'm ready to do a rating. So- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't think of a rating. All right, well, uh, you have the entire discussion yes, I do. to come up with Yes. One. If I'm quiet, that's yes, why. <laughs> that's why. So we watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. The reason I chose this particular movie is, yes, it is a Halloween movie of the Halloween franchise made famous by John Carpenter and Michael Myers. Yes, we know this. But for whatever reason, this particular movie is set aside. It's its own plot. It's its its own own thing. It's its own beast. It's its own beast, for sure. And, you know, this was taken... At a time when they weren't exactly sure what direction the Halloween franchise was going to go in. We had the first one, which was about Michael Myers. The second one, which is a continuation of the Michael Myers story. And then once they hit the third one, I think maybe they felt that the Michael Myers story was at a good stopping point or had a nice little button on it. And then they wanted to move on and and eventually turn the Halloween franchise from a slasher franchise to this Halloween anthology, anthology. series mm-hmm. where, yeah, every new movie would be something scary, crazy, spooky taking place on Halloween. on Halloween. And I even noticed that this particular one had its theatrical debut um, October 22nd. Right. So it was like... Pretty close. It was for it was Halloween. looking for a mm-hmm. Halloween debut, yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that I find very interesting about this particularly now in 2021, for whatever reason, it seems that Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, has kind of spiked in popularity. Whether people are coming out of the woodwork and saying, hey, you know, it's not that bad if you really think about it. Um, You know, stop comparing it to the other, you know, Halloween movies. Or, and then there's also a toy line that came out really? of the three masks. And oh it's like, it, it really is. And that's why I think it was a good choice for this because it's offbeat kind of Halloween spooky movie, but it really has developed this weird, obsessive, almost cult following. I wonder if it's because... This most recent movie was coming out, and they've been kind of making a big deal out of it. Yeah. So a lot of fans were like, you know what? I'm going to go back, and I'm going to rewatch. And then they get to three, and they go, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. I either love it or I hate it. Yeah. I mean, that's really how it is. Honestly, that's what I've seen, uh, you know, when I'm a part of the these Facebook groups. I've seen a lot of it's split right down the middle, and it's completely black or white. 
It's either you love the movies, you think they're original, they uh, have a new take on a Halloween idea, or you absolutely despise them. From what I've seen, a lot of people don't like them because they're not Michael Myers-centric. Number three. Three. Yeah. I, on the other hand, that doesn't... That didn't affect... That doesn't that affect That didn't affect, affect my all. feelings towards this movie at all. At all. Like, honestly, I forget, and I continue to forget that this movie is... Even a, quote, Halloween... Right, quote-unquote, a Halloween series, series movie. movie. Yeah. Well, one, I've never seen any of the Halloweens. Right. Um. Whenever I picture Michael Myers, I picture Jason. So uh, yeah. there you go, yeah, right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it's just one. Big I don't mix. even. Although I do know the Halloween music. Yeah, because it's I like mean, the infamous it's iconic. It's staccato iconic. piano. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, this movie really is a beast on its own. It I didn't attribute it to Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't right. attribute it to um, what's his fit the the direct the producer John Carpenter. Carpenter. So, uh, let's get this rolling here and jump right into the autopsy report. So, this movie here, uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. So, his first work uh, that he did is actually wrote part of the script for Amityville 2, The Possession. That was kind of how he stepped into the world of filmmaking and directing, he wrote and directed Halloween 3, which was famously produced by John Carpenter as the Halloween series is kind of his brainchild. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also directed both episodes of the It TV miniseries. Oh, wow. With Tim Curry in it. So yeah. if you see okay. the It movie, I mean, the original one, yeah. this is that's his, that's his baby. Wow, all right. Uh, and if we're just gonna jump right into the actors, the 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 two stars of this movie, uh, the ones that you see the most is uh, first off Tom Atkins. He uh, is born was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Grew up as a fan of horror and science fiction. He joined the Navy, but after the Navy, because he wanted to eventually become an officer and. The the thing is, you can't become an officer unless you have like a college degree right. or you you serve a certain amount of years. He uh, wanted to go to college and then eventually go back and become an officer. So he went to college in Pittsburgh. Uh, there, he actually kind of fell into the the theater group at the college and developed a love for acting. It, it does. Happens. You get bit it, by it, the it, bug, man. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it finds you. You didn't know you liked it so much. <laughs> He appeared in numerous horror and sci-fi movies such as The Fog, Escape from New York, Creep Show, Night of the Creeps, My Bloody Valentine 3D, which was from 2009, <laughs> not fantastic. the original one, yeah. yeah. And Trick from 2019, which huh. is a horror movie. Huh. And so He's uh, still alive? Yeah, he's still around. He's an old boy, but he's still around. The old boy. The old boy. Because he wasn't looking that that young in, in this. 1982. No. no. And honestly, you know who he really remind me of? Yeah. Burt Reynolds. He looked like a horrible knockoff like, like of Burt Reynolds. Like a non-debonair Burt no, Reynolds? Like if they... Like if Burt Reynolds was like if from he the did Midwest? Stu- if <laughs> this guy did stunt double work, right. he would have been Burt Reynolds' stunt double. Really? Yeah, like he had the mustache, he had that same kind of hair color, the same kind of facial sh- facial structure. He just reminded me of a of a knockoff Burt Reynolds. He's it's, he's, he's Kurt Reynolds. He's the Wish dot com version of Burt. Reynolds. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> he's the great value Burt Reynolds. Yes, he's not the name brand Burt Reynolds. <laughs> 
Uh, and so uh, the next actor here is Stacy Nelkin, uh, born in New York City, started acting in an episode of Chips in 1978. That was her first yeah. her first gig. After Halloween 3, her acting career picked up and she was known for many, many TV roles. She dabbled in a few movies here and there. Her best-known TV role was on the soap opera called Generations as Christy Russell. And apparently this, uh, there was a time where Generations kind of had that clout like Dallas did. Uh-huh. Uh, where people are like, oh, what's, you know, like yeah. who shot JR? Yeah. There was something to that effect. And so she kind of made a name All for right. herself because her character was very well known in uh-huh. that. When she was in Halloween, she was actually scheduled to appear in Blade Runner as Mary, a sixth replicant. She oh actually did gosh. principal photography for that, uh, but due to budget constraints, she uh, was cut. Uh, so she was cast. Oh, no. They started doing some some early footage. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. Well, dang, now I want to watch Blade Runner <laughs> Blade and see Runner. where she would fit in yeah. as Mary, the non-existent dang. replicant. All right, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, so now, currently, she has a YouTube channel and is a self-styled relationship expert. Uh-huh. She is also a certified alcohol and substance abuse counselor. Oh, wow. Good for her. Yeah. So Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was the kind of thing when I was looking this movie up originally and I saw Stacy was in this, I was like, you know, her, the name sounded familiar to me and I was like, okay, and... You know, I was having the impression that she was going to be one of those people that just was in like sci-fi and horror, uh-huh, uh-huh. and would be like, you know, like Queen of the Bees, yeah, like yeah, from yeah. Um, Slumber Party Massacre, yeah, stuff like that, where uh-huh. where that's all they were known for, yeah. and they just, you know, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Well, I think she did pretty well in this for for what it was. So it almost seems like the opposite of the guy. Where right. he had another career in mind, and then he fell into acting. Yes. She started with acting, and she fell out fell of it. Fell out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, so the synopsis here, uh, we'll try and make this as succinct as possible. I mean, it's not complicated. It's not, no, it. I didn't think it got complicated until, like, the grand plot was... And that was too complicated. The, yeah, you know it went I mean? from It went from, like, a, like... We'll get into it. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I don't want to. You know what? I'm not counting chickens. We're we're getting it. We're I've gonna get counted. It. So the synopsis: Hospital ER doctor Dan Shallis and Ellie Grimbridge. That's a very nice name. Grimbridge uncover a terrible plot by a small town mask maker. Silver Shamrock. No, it's not. It's the guy's name. It's like. Oh, I have cool it. No, I have it. Cow- His name is um. It's Irish. It's like. It's a uh, Celtic. C- it's Connell Cochran. Connell Connell. That's an N. Connell Cochran. You can't read your own writing. No, it looked like a U. So Connell Cochran, a madman who is planning a Halloween mass murder using an ancient Celtic ritual. Cochran plans to use silver shamrock Halloween masks and a triggering signal in a TV commercial to kill millions of children. You know what it legitimately is if you sit too close to the TV. Huh. Like no, oh, like yeah. how growing how up, everyone says like, like, "Don't sit don't too close see, to the TV." Ruin your eyes. Um, that was this. That's it. It's a it's a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's the basic premise. Uh, before I jump into like notable scenes, what really kind of stood out about this movie as a whole was it didn't read as a horror movie no, to me. Me neither. And that is the biggest 
issue I have with it. It doesn't read like a horror movie. It only does until the end. Until the end. Yeah. Like the last and then 20 even minutes, then, literally. It was more, I don't want to say psychological, but it was more like, could you imagine if that happened? Right. Oh my God. Can you imagine? You're watching it happen. Right. Because they leave it open ended. Yes. The movie ends. Like on a cl- on like a, a maybe like a what happened yeah. like a what happened so it really like this and that's what's scary is like ooh it might have happened right who knows what happened you know no the the I will say so the two main characters yeah Ellie and the doctor yeah Dan I wish I knew what their age gap was right it looked like it was like twenty years it looked like she was in it's her early twenties large... and he looked like he was in his late forties yes it was a very large age gap. And they, unfortunately, became a romantic couple. Yes. And they had relations. relations. And you see... Well, you don't obviously see... You see you boobs. Don't, you you see, don't see penetration. You don't see penetration. You see the action. Yeah, no. Sex is happening. And it's... That was the, it is that very was awkward. the scariest part of the movie now, for me. <laughs> now, I know... See, this is the thing is... Honestly, all I could think about... And I know all Carly could think about... Yeah. In this movie, it's in my notes. is about that. I don't want to focus on that blasphemy I, of a relationship ugh. the entire time because there are things that need to be spoken about in 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 the way this movie, the flow of this movie. I feel like that relationship it did not need to happen. It did not need to happen. It seemed like it was, it was something done weird. out of convenience. But the my biggest issue with this movie, and I and I kind of posed this question to the the Facebook group that I follow that is like really into like eighties horror movies, you know, because I'm seeing a lot of like strange obsession about how great this movie is and it's a hidden gem and all this and that. It, this movie to me, for I would say the first you know eighty percent of it, played like like a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. espionage. Espionage. Like yeah. it was like corporate take corporate takedown. It was. Uh-huh. You, did you write the stuff? I saw the stuff. I did. Oh, totally. Because it's totally the like the corporate. Movie the, stuff. the only problem is the stuff came out after this. Um. Right. The stuff was eighty eight. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like six years removed. Um. But it's just like the stuff where they happen to come across a victim of this mask. Mm-hmm. Then they realize they trace it back to this company. Then they try to infiltrate the company. By going to the then small they, town. Then That's, he literally yeah. calls the broadcast companies, just like how they tried to broadcast yes. on the radio, he calls the broadcast companies to tell them to cancel the broadcasts. Right. So it's, it, and it's all my, oh, and when you wear the mask and you watch this signal, right, what happens is there's this frequency in this chip that's from Stonehenge. There's a piece of Stonehenge in this chip yes. in the mask. Yes. This frequency on the TV causes you to die. Yes. And then become infested with insects and snakes. Yes. Just like the stuff, it eats you from the inside and you become full of the stuff. The stuff. You become sentient, like a a puppet for the stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I found out, I had to Google why it was called Season of the Witch because it was not there was there was literally was not, nothing to do with witches at if no. if it, we could push and say maybe it was a warlock maybe so a druid he it is 
That's what it is. He is. I don't think they ever say it. No. They made it sound like... So when you look up the movie, and I don't think it was John Carpenter, but it was someone involved in the movie, maybe the director, they said he's a warlock. Okay. And he does have this big old speech where he's saying like, oh, 3,000 years ago, there was a Samhain ritual, and... Um, the hills ran red with the blood of they used to, sacrifices. Right. And he's like, oh, the good old days. And that's kind of your only... I just thought he was just a history fan. I thought he was super old. Like, I got that. I was like, okay, he's ancient. I didn't take it as him being a warlock, necessarily. I almost took it as, like, ageless. You know, like, mm. he did these sacrifices 3,000 years ago, and now he's ageless. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what I got from it. And so that's what he wants to do again. And so then all of a sudden, that's where all this like witchcraft and stuff is coming from. Yeah, the 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 uh, the witchcraft, uh, if it is witchcraft, it kind of just comes out of left field in the end to kind of just like tuck it in, put a little button on it. So so yeah, they the uh, Dan and Ellie infiltrate this this mask studio uh, where they make the masks, and and so that's what uh, Carlo's explaining was that this. Uh, Cochrane guy stole a stone from Stonehenge and is chipping pieces off of it and putting that in the medallion in the back of the mask. And apparently this strange signal activates the medallion, which it never is explained, but, but Carly's right. There is an odd technological aspect yeah, to it. That it doesn't I... read magic to me. No. Until... And one of my notable scenes is when a kid is affected by it. Yes. And you see, like, like you know, thousands of, of crickets Ooh. coming out of his mouth. And a huge And giant snake. rattlesnakes coming yeah. out. Like, it. that's the only... That, to me, was, like, the shock scene. Oh, that was that's 100%. That's the scene I remember. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, for me, like, there was two shocks. Two shock scenes. Yes. That one, which was intended, and then the sex scene, which was not intended to be a shock scene, and it was. <laughs> we even commented <laughs> during the during the sex scene. I was like, they look uncomfortable. They look like very they literally look like they just did not want to do. They, they just very like like they could have easily easily done this as like a father daughter thing. Well, and that's even. Like, when everything first started, that's the vibe I got. I was like, oh, her father just died. Because right. her father dies at the beginning. He's and victim, now yeah. she has, like, a father figure. So then throughout, like, the beginning half of the movie, when they start kind of hinting at romance, I I think I even out loud was like, no, mm, no, yeah. uh-uh, don't you do it. Right. So then they stay in a motel. I'm like, mm-mm. If this was kind of a standalone movie and it wasn't Halloween 3, if they just named it Season of the Witch, right? right. They call it Season of the Witch or, you know, you know, Silver Shamrock Mask, whatever the yeah. hell yeah. they want to do it, and kind of release it on its own, it probably could have this kind of like goofy charm similar to like The Gate how the gate was where you're like uh it's not really that good but i remember you know i watched it when i was a kid and i kind of remember it and okay whatever i I think the the mistake they made was attaching it to the halloween franchise so halloween one and two were very successful they were successful they were very atmospheric they had a completely different change in tone you know michael myers is not jason he kills but he doesn't get creative with his kills and 
you know, hack people to bits. It's not, the Halloween movies are actually, the early ones are not very gory at all. A lot of the kills similar to Slumber Party Massacre happen off screen. Off screen. Interesting. And and it's that ominous, that mm-hmm. ominous kind of presence mm-hmm. of Michael Myers where, you know, With you'll, music. Yeah, you'll just see him standing there and everyone's like, what the hell is going on? Like, you don't know what he, what's going on. And I think people th- say that this movie had a similar tone where it was this kind of, paranoia the whole time where that espionage like i i could see it i could see both sides to this coin yeah, i don't yeah. i don't buy it I don't buy but it. i see it yeah i see what they're I saying i see where they're coming from well and actually on that note some of the stuff i was reading today about why people like it right it and it was kind of funny to read the discussions because whoo yeah heated heated yeah, debate it's it's a um, hot, hot topic but it is an interesting thought uh, now, Michael Myers, the whole thing is he's from a cult as a child. Yeah, he was kidnapped by a cult. Okay. And then in later movies, the cult comes back, I think, well, is what I was like, reading. There's like five different continuities. Okay, so this is all based on the argument I saw, right. uh, you know, behind right. oh, that keyboard, this was the cult? keyboard warriors. That Conan Cochran right. was part of the cult. And the cult, like, he tried to make his own division. And this was his way oh. of, like, the cult had Michael Myers come to try and bring about Samain. Right. Right? And that was the first two movies. I have no idea. I've never seen it. This is right. what I was reading on these discussion boards. And then this one went its own route, its own way. No Michael Myers. But Conan Cochran was trying, like, okay, for my cult that I am a part of, I'm going to be the one that brings about Salmane. Right. And then, so this is his method to it. And then it goes back, and then movie four goes right back to Mike, Michael Myers. Yeah. But that's, I, so that's one thing. So, But uh, then, of course, the heated debate of people who really know their stuff with this right. these movies is like, no, it's called, the cult is called this, and he never said it was called that, and it existed here, and blah, blah. Plus, during the movie, you see the characters watching Halloween. Watching a commercial. So then they're like, oh, it's not even the same universe. Yeah. Like, that's the argument, too. Is like, it's not even the same universe because they're watching the movie on TV. Right. But it's an interesting take. Yeah. No, I know. And it does make sense. I mean, if people are trying to make a connection as hard as humanly possible, they're going to make that connection. Yeah. And that might even be why when they watched it, they liked it. But yeah, I think, you know, there's there's a weird little thing that happens at the end where Ellie gets kidnapped mm-hmm. by uh, this this factory. Mm-hmm. And in the end, the factory kind of has like these weird agents that are very similar to like they remind me of the agents from The Matrix. Uh, they dress, you Very, know, like, like men in black. I think you even said like, okay, Agent Smith. Yeah, no, like that's what it was. I was like, oh, Agent Smith is yeah. here. I think, and and there's a scene where Ellie gets kidnapped, and then it turns out that she's like strapped to a table. she's strapped to a table, as these movies are wont to do, strap <laughs> young ingenues to the table. <sighs> and so she was, at least she wasn't naked. Yeah. So when Dan and her are reunited, it is revealed that she is a robot and me and Carly, which were is what all those, all the aid workers yeah, are. They're, they're robots. Yeah. They're, they're automatons. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I kept what, calling them androids. I mean, I it's know. all good. It's the same I mean, difference. saying, you know, six yeah. and one. And so they're reunited and it's like revealed that she is a robot, um, or this automaton. I actually was kind of coming up with this little head cannon that I was like, what if she was an automaton the entire time? Mm-hmm. 
well, what if she was from this? Because her father, like, worked at the factory or escaped the factory. He was nearby. He, was, yeah, he, he was stole a mask. <gasps> yeah. He stole a mask mm-hmm. and then was, like, trying to escape with it, possibly to let the wider world know of this plot. Mm-hmm. And then the they like cut his head off or something, or I don't they even kill remember. him. Yeah, he dies. He dies. I'm like, what if he was, say, an engineer for the yeah. Silver Shamrock yeah. Company, and because he developed this mask system, that they gifted him with a daughter, like a Which Pinocchio, like oh. gifted him a, like a daughter. Mm. That's the most lifelike <gasps> android we've ever created. Okay, I really like your headcanon. Girl, it's better. I really like it and a lot. And so he was like, thank you, but eventually his guilt caught up with him uh-huh. as it got closer to uh-huh. Halloween. And like madness, because he seemed a little yes. insane. And so then he took off. And so when she returns, you know, to do the espionage with Dan. Run, really, it's an inside job. It's an in, Right, basically, to lure him in there, because mm-hmm. he's suspicious. Mm-hmm. And then they activate her, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, dang. See, I really she turns like that. all Winter Soldier. I re- yeah, I really like that headcan. I don't think that's what happened. No, that would be too good. I think like I think if they were to hear this, they'd be like, dang, that's a good dang. idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. Dang, we messed show. up. Um, no, I think like she was a legitimate human, and she got kidnapped and murdered, and, what, and, and what turned they, into an android. What, I was under the impression that the androids were built top top down robots. Yeah, no, I don't no think it's he- inside her. So then what what, what I did, think they were like bye. What, what did they, they do? Like hollow her out and put a No, robot no, piece I in think there? they I think they killed her and she's gone somewhere. So so basically the the movie ends with Dan calling all of these major television studios to tell them to not broadcast this, this commercial. commercial because they have been building up with an incredibly Ooh. annoying London Bridge rendition. That's basically the idea is that... And they're they, like building up to some kind of giveaway. There's a huge giveaway. At 9 you, p.m. So you, they came out with three masks, the witch, the pumpkin, and the skeleton. Uh-huh. And they call them, funny enough... The Halloween three. Yeah. And they say this a lot on the commercial, like, are you getting one of the Halloween three? Da-da-da. Yes. You know, and so every time you see this commercial, so they, I see you what know. you did there. And so they're they're really kind of selling these masks to these kids. And so the, the idea is that enough kids will wear the masks, come home. At nine o'clock For to the watch contest. the big contest giveaway, but it does that signal. But it does the pumpkin that signal kills the kids? That, yeah. And then the idea is that all of these things that come out of these dead bodies, right, right, and will kill other people that are around. Around, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like just the kids are victims; it's who's ever in the household. For for the hopes of uh-huh. Mister Cochran and mm-hmm. the Silver Shamrock family, mm-hmm. whatever, to make. A massive Blood pagan sacrifice, sacrifice yeah. to and the other thing bring about. So Daniel goes goes to call these broadcasting companies to say like pull the commercial, don't broadcast the contest, right. and all of them except for one. Right. And so that's how the movie ends. Is as far as you know, it just that one one channel, channel. plays. But what also is at stake is his ex wife has custody of his of their kids. Yes. 
he he knows that his kids have those masks. Yeah, his wife was like bragging to mm-hmm. him that she bought. And so them part of masks. it for him is like, don't broadcast it because my kids are going to die. Yeah. And that again, like I said before, like that's the scary part. Right. Not the rest of the movie. Like that's the horror where you're like, oh my god, did his kids die? They take this family. There's this family called the Coopfers <laughs> are doing a family tour, and they, they kind of they want to the the dad, the dad was the highest buddy yeah was the highest selling mask, mask salesman yeah. whatever, and so as a reward they give him a tour of the factory like Willy Wonka. It so, is totally like Willy Wonka. Yeah, and then they walk him into this room that looks like a like a classic a American living room yeah and they locked them in there and the mom and dad are like oh this is weird Ooh, we're getting a little demonstration this is mm-hmm. fun and then they start playing the signal and the kid has the mask on and that's the first time you see the full see extent of their plan like yeah the kid's head like melts oh inside gosh, those poor parents he the kid drops and then you see his like gaping mouth and then oh. snakes and bugs and stuff come out like a huge freaking like anaconda and it like just keeps coming out it's... so like as a parent like as his parent right. watching like you you're seeing like that entire snake was inside my son right that's terrifying yeah it's yeah it's yeah it's and so like that i would say like the last like once you figure out what is going to happen then it becomes this kind of like psychological like terror film yeah and the end when he's like you know screaming like stop the broadcast stop the broadcast like like i would say the last 20 minutes of this movie are the only parts that have teeth for me the rest yes, of the movie is it's a different They're movie two separate it's movies. this you know this kind of like corporate espionage this hiding sneaking around this you know and then it all kind of comes together in a big jumbly mess I yeah mean, it yeah yeah I, I mean and that that being said you know I think I'm ready for a rating yeah um <laughs> and I think I think fair listeners you kind of know where this is gonna go yeah out of five disgruntled customers oh what because there is a character marge who's a disgruntled customer she's the one that that gets blown in the face yeah they have a misfire on the chip she's Uh, messing with quote unquote misfire she's messing with the mask and it kind of blasts her so she gets her face like peels back like a banana oh yeah huh yeah on her on her teeth so out of five disgruntled customers i sir am a disgruntled customer yeah so i give it a one yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, that, and that's a low. I'm not going to give it a zero because the lowest is one. Well, yeah, I guess me. that's true. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I mean, I really would give it a zero. I think it was a bad. It wasn't scary. I just, but, I okay, well, I'll go, I'll go with you. I'll yeah. say a one. I won't say a zero. I'll say a one pagan bunny. Like, you know how when you watch, like, a really long anime? Yeah. And they're infamous for having filler episodes? Oh, yeah. That's it's, what that's this what is. That's what it felt like. This is a filler movie for the saga of... Silver Shamrock Mask. No, of um, Halloween. Uh, yeah. It's like, you the filler a break. movie. You needed you need, a break. Yeah, you don't need to watch it. Yeah, there's you too watch much one, stabby. Two, we need forget a three, four, four, and on. Yeah. I, I, well, and that's the thing, you know, I want to make crystal clear, is that I'm not comparing this to the other Halloween movies. I can't. I've never seen Right, them. exactly. <laughs> and I think that's. I think that's good, because... A lot of people hate this because it's not as good or nowhere near as good as the Michael uh-huh. Myers movies. And I am not viewing it in that sense at all. Mm-hmm. I just think the premise was a little convoluted. 
I understand what they were going for, and there were so many simpler, more streamlined ways to do it. Hello, fair listeners. It appears as though the curse of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, has struck. Unfortunately, the last few seconds here of our podcast has been corrupted. But never fear, it's just me, Mikey, alone here recording to let you know that next week is our double feature Halloween special. Yes, we are going to be reviewing two movies for the price of one, which is free, so I guess that's a deal. Anyway, the movies that we are going to be reviewing next week for our double feature Halloween special are the incomparable cult classics Evil Dead 1 and 2. Yes, those Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell masterpieces. So fair listeners, I apologize for this strange series of events, but this has been Mikey, all in his lonesome, and this is The Midnight Picture Show.